Hey everyone, before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about our merch store on Threadless. Shop a wide variety of logos with multiple colors and sizes available for each design. Your support is greatly appreciated and helps us continue to make killer content like this episode. Please visit supercoolradio.threadless.com or the link in the description to shop now. Hello everyone! I'm Matthew Thomas. This is Super Cool Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in. I got a great guest with me at this time. He's the lead vocalist for Charleston, North Carolina-based modern rock band Wicked Love. Please welcome Danny Dynamite. Woo! What's up, man? Actually, it's South Carolina, not North Carolina. Thank you. I, for some reason, my notes say North Carolina. My apologies. Charleston, no, South good. Carolina. I'll get North and South. Uh, uh, North Dakota, South Dakota. <laughs> that, that, that is true. I, I'll have to I'll have to get with my writer about that. Uh, <laughs> but thank you so much for joining me from uh, Charleston, South Carolina. So before we jump into everything, I really appreciate you hanging out with me. I got a fun question before we start uh, diving into everything Wicked Love. Shoot, what, man. Shoot, shoot, shoot. What is one movie and one album everyone should check out in their lifetime? Oh, okay. Um, do you want to do it like music-based or something <laughs> that something that like sculpt me as a child? Oh, those are two, that's a too deep question. I, I, I will let you choose uh, that. All right, can I do two movies musically in, in like musically and inspiration wise? Um, I would probably uh, say um, Hysteria, the uh, Def Leppard uh, rockumentary sort of thing. Like, oh my god, so awesome, so awesome. And then sculpting wise, I mean, I grew up on like Goonies, Indiana Jones, you know, so a lot of my imagination comes from that. And then albums. Mm. Well, I'm gonna say uh, Firehouse's first album. That's yeah, a solid pick. That, that was my that was my where my inspiration came from was from Firehouse. So, I I really like that answer because that is it's a such a solid album, but yet it doesn't get a reference a lot. Like obviously Firehouse is huge, but no one really yeah. talks about the first album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's um, it's one of those complete albums. You know. Every single song in that album is an absolute banger. Um, you can listen to the whole thing from start to finish. Um, and, you know, Firehouse, they came in at, in like 91, in the 90s, you know. So they were kind of a little bit late to the game. And then kind of grunge kind of knocked hair metal off the map, you know. I'm still a little sour about that. <laughs> but that's okay because we're bringing it back. <laughs> That that is very true. And yeah, like grunge just obliterated pretty much everything that wasn't grunge. Pretty much got obliterated. Yeah. So <laughs> you yeah, we went we went from we went from cocaine infused rock and roll and partying to lazy heroin 
um, songwriting. <laughs> Sorry, grunge fans. Oh. We're, we're three minutes into this interview and already getting controversial with everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I'm going to get talked to about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, that that was it was a very huge shift. As you said, it's very high energy glam rock yeah. to very sad, slowed down grunge yeah. music. Pretty much in the span of like a year or two. It really it, like just like that, man. It was exactly like, it was like a light switch was being flipped and it was just like boom. I think everybody was coming down from the coke. It, it could be. <laughs> I, know, like, I, I don't know if you're familiar with the band uh Asphalt Ballet. They were like uh, a glam rock band, right? It was like it was like 90, 91, and then like the, I, I interviewed uh, Gary Jeffries, who's the former lead singer of them. And uh, like, yeah, 91 hit. We thought we were going to like do huge things. And then grunge killed us. And then we yep. just never were the same ever since. Wow. I'm going to have to listen to them, man. I, I, I probably, I probably have heard some of their songs. Yeah, they were, they didn't get a whole lot of attention, obviously, because 1991 happened. But uh, yeah. yeah, I would definitely, I highly encourage to check them out. Yeah, I got to check them out, man. It's not very often that I run into a, an 80s band that I don't really know, so. Dude, they really were cool. they're like late like late eighties and then they started getting traction in the nineties and then grunge just wiped them out. So yeah, yeah. Not, not a huge shelf life for them, unfortunately. No, 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 no. The big thing the big thing about like hair metal is like it's like especially like right now, it's huge overseas. Like huge. The Europeans are are all over it, man. So I don't know. Maybe it's uh, making its way across the the globe. <laughs> it, it is like there's definitely been a huge revival of that glam rock style, especially I think probably starting like 2010 ish, and then yeah. obviously continuing on until now, like about about a decade or so later. But yeah, it it, it fell off for about 30 years, but then yeah. like obviously Europe started grabbing onto it, and then obviously now it's kind of been making its way over to the U.S. You know, yeah. probably yeah. again 2010 ish as well. Yeah, it was tough for us in 2015. You know, we were trying to do something that nobody really wanted to listen to. So, <laughs> yeah, there, you know, they had the you know the stalwarts of like the glam, you know, like Skid Row, Sebastian Bach, and like th those are still they were still persisting and they still had some huge attention. But sure. if you were a newer band like you know yourselves, um, it was definitely a rough start. Yeah, like Def Leppard came out with a couple albums there. Um, didn't they come out with one in 2005? I can't remember. Maybe. But yeah, there was there was one there was like there was like one album and it was like really really good, but it just got overshadowed, you know? I mean, we were we were full force into pop and uh like still riding the wave of, you know, 90s rock, you know, you had Slipknot and Limp Bizkit, which I loved, you know. I I love all music, so but I just so happened to sing really, really high. So <laughs> that's true. Plus, it got overshadowed. Like I know, like pop punk and like that emo oh, was really yeah. huge at that time too. Yeah, yeah, emo. Yeah, I went through my emo phase, like hardcore. Yeah, like I loved. Um, like I think I think on my uh, my playlist for my Spotify, it's mostly like state champs. If you ever heard of that, yep. oh, I'm familiar. Like, dude, that guy's. That guy is an unbelievable singer, by the way. Right, I'm gonna call. I'm calling you out, dude. <laughs> so, so now, like for you, so 
what got you into like uh, glam music and like what made you pursue um, starting a band? So um, I think everything leads to, you know, all, all roads lead to Rome or in my case, all guitars lead to whores. So, <laughs> I mean, that's where I started. I started to, you know, I was a drummer, right? Much like Austin. Austin was a, started off as a drummer. And I started off as a drummer well as well. I, I played for 14 years and I was in the drum line in school and stuff like that. But, you know, just like him, we noticed that, hey, there he is. Hey, what's up, guy? Uh, just like him, we noticed that, you know, playing the guitar, you know, kind of got girls a little bit easier. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I started writing. I think the first song I ever wrote was actually, funny enough, was for my brother. <laughs> and it was more of like a like a comedy kind of piece sort of thing and uh you know my, my mom was a singer uh growing up and i would always sing with her in the guitar i specifically remember singing eddie money with my mom in the car right and so i think that's pretty much where it stemmed from was my my parents you know and I'm gonna. I, I haven't said this in any of the other interviews, but um, my mom had a, a boyfriend at the time when I was 13 years old. His name was Steve Long, and uh, he introduced me to Guns N' Roses, Motley Crue, and the Scorpions. Those three bands. And I think at the age of 13, you know, being in his work truck all the time and helping him with work, I think that's where it kind of started stemming off from. Eddie money with my mom and going more into like the rock and roll with Steve, you know, and that's where I fell in love with it, you know. Oh no, right on and definitely like three huge uh that kind of glam rock, glam metal kind of style uh, um bands for that genre, especially in the, the mid to late eighties as well. So for for Wicked Love now. So you have the base work of the kind of music you guys wanted to, you know, of you wanted to write and record. How did Wicked Love come together? So Wicked Love came together. I was, um, Austin's texting me right now. He's saying he's not getting enough service in his car and he just got off work. So he's going to keep trying. So, okay. But um, Wicked Love came together. Um, I was in the service. I was in the Navy and, uh, I decided that I was going to leave because I wanted to be in a band. I wanted to pursue music, you know. I'd been in, like, a high school band before, but never in, like, an actual band. And I, uh, every time I went to karaoke, every Tuesday when I was in the service, me and the boys would get drunk, and I would end up singing, like, Firehouse and stuff like that. And I started learning that I was actually pretty good at it, you know? So I was like, man, this is, this, this is pretty cool. So I pursued music after I got done and I followed a girl down to Charleston, South Carolina. And, uh, you know, I just put myself out there on Craigslist and I was like, you know, I sing eighties style music. I want to do eighties stuff. And, uh, the guitarist for a band called glam nation got a hold of me from uh, Craigslist, which is Austin. And Glam Nation was like a tribute band. Like they uh, had the big hair and wore the spandex and like half shirts and basically three hours of covers. And so uh, he was like, hey man, um, 
I like what I see here. Do you want to try and uh, come over and test you out? I was like, yeah, sure. No, absolutely. 100%. Right. So he gave me his address and lo and behold, we found out that he lived in the same apartment complex as me. All right. So it was like destiny, man. So I was like, man, I'll just come over right now. So I literally walked down the road to the other like unit section or whatever. And, you know, I showed him what I got. And that's when he was like, man, we're pretty much the same age. You know, we were like 24 at the time. And he was like, dude, let's like, he's like, do you write music? Do you do your own stuff? I was like, yeah, yeah, of, of course I do. I think, I think every musician writes their own music. You know, it just depends on if it's catchy and good or not. But, you know, so I was like, yeah, I write my own stuff. And he was like, well, on top of Glam Nation, like, let's start a band. And uh, I was like, yeah, this is this is perfect. This is what I'm looking for, right? And uh, Wicked Love was born. Right. And now right I'm 33 on. years old. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. And I know uh, you guys uh, You guys had, had uh, some great shows. You just got off a run of shows. I know you played with the Lonely Ones recently as well. Yep. Yeah, uh, awesome would, band. Awesome band. Those guys are great, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're, they're they're friends of mine. That I really every I, every time like even if I like I don't know if I'm gonna be able to make it. I still wind to find a way to like see them live if I can because they're yeah. such awesome dudes and so professional as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super awesome music. It's just like slam in your face. It's really, 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 really cool. For sure, but I appreciate the backstory. It's, it's funny, like you know, meeting <laughs> meeting someone online, but yet you live like in walking distance of their place. It's, it's yeah, it was crazy. It was it was nuts. But I mean, I'm glad you guys connected because obviously you formed Wicked Love, which I really dig the name. It it definitely sounds like it's like like it would fit in like during the '80s era of music. Yeah, you know that's all Austin, man. Austin has a knack for that stuff. You know, me and him, we've all done like our research. We grew up on this music. You know, I mean, I was born in '89, and I think. I think he was born in 89. So we saw the tail end of the eighties. So it's almost like we feel like we missed out. So we're like trying to you know, get back in there. <laughs> For sure. I know you guys are definitely carving your own path with everything. You guys released the wild ride EP uh, a few months ago. Yeah. How, like what was like the writing repro uh, process for uh, wild ride? You know, it just, um, it's, as, as lame as it sounds, it just like, I don't know, man, it just pours out of us. It just comes so naturally because we love it so much, you know? And obviously we have, every time somebody writes a song, right, you have influences from other bands, right? So, you know, you know how everybody always says, there's nothing original anymore, blah, 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 blah. It's like, well, yeah, of course, there's billions and billions and billions of songs out there nothing's really gonna be original anymore you're you're gonna be taking a little bit of something out of something else you know and those are called influences all right so we had all the influences we have them all there right and me and austin we've done you know so much studying and have tried to live this life you know to a t as much as possible that it's just comes naturally to us now you know when it comes to us a, a song makeup and and 
and and hooks and and guitars and stuff but you also see a little bit of our own individuality and a little bit more modern as well you know so because we're we are mixing those pop punks in there and those 90s hard rock in there as well so Oh, for sure. I know it is very hard to, you know, nothing is as original as, as the point you were saying. But at the same time, you guys aren't just like copying like one certain band or trying to be one certain band. You guys have a lot of different yeah. influences, a lot of different styles to your music. Yeah. And, you know, that we kind of just like fell into that. You know, we knew that we didn't want to be Skid Row. We didn't want to be Motley Crue or Guns N' Roses. You know, we wanted to be something a little bit different. And it was difficult. It was, it was, it was, it was difficult because we had to take 80s rock and roll and mix it with modern rock and roll. And you get this kind of just like, I can't explain it. It just, it sounds different. It sounds different. For sure, it's definitely it's a hybrid of a lot of different styles, but obviously you know, the bass is the 80s kind of glam rock style, sure. but it doesn't just, you guys aren't just staying at that bass, you're adding a lot of different things yeah. to it, but also with the new technology, it's easier to modernize, you know, rock and roll because we you have all this different stuff that they originally did not have in the 80s. Exactly, yep, yep. But, you know, we still, we still try to use... Um, um, the techniques that they used back in the day. Like, um, I remember when we were cutting the EP, all right, this is really, really cool. You'll like this. And I don't know if you know this, but when we were cutting the EP, Austin, uh, he's, he's big on sound. I can't really hear anymore because from shooting torpedoes when I was in the Navy. All right. So my hearing, my hearing isn't really good, but, um, Austin, Austin is a genius when it comes to like listening and hearing stuff. So when we were in the studio, um, Austin was like, you know, how did, how did Def Leppard get that unique snare sound? Because they do. They have like this unique pop to the snare. And we found out that they took a can of hairspray and they sprayed it into the mic, right? to get that sound and then they mixed it in with the snare sound as well to get that unique sound. And I'm not gonna lie, I we've tried that. <laughs> so but that's that is honestly really cool. I'm something I didn't I didn't know about their yeah. recording style. But see that's really cool and obviously I mean I don't I don't know if any bands would actually, you know, think of you know figure that out but also implement that into their music. So it's cool like what we were talking about with like the 80s style of music, you guys are still using some of the, you know, the unique tricks of the, how they recorded stuff, but yeah. bringing it into the modern 21st century 2020 too. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You know, it was so cool. You know, if you look back into like documentaries and, and interviews with all the older 80s bands and stuff, you know, they, they they were really they were they were pioneers on the cusp of technology when it came to um recording and stuff like that so it's like especially Def Leppard and with like Mutt Lang and stuff they just they they experimented so much in the studios and they tried so many things you know that's where you get that backwards crash you know 
you know, like they did that, they reversed the crashes or they reversed the snares and it's just, ah, that stuff is so cool and interesting. Oh, definitely. They were, it was very experimental for recording at that time because the mm -hmm. technology was starting to become more widely available and actually new to the market at that time. Plus yeah. they're, you know, with the 80s style music, they were like doing kind of just different stuff where it wasn't just rock and roll music. They were including some different elements, different sounds in there as well. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, like I said, it was the cusp of technology, man. It was, they were just getting into it and they were just figuring it out. And like, that's history, man. That's rock and roll history, bro. <laughs> It, it is it for sure is but also i mean it just it's so cool and just some of the stuff they did of how just unique it was as you're talking about with this with the um hairspray can it's yeah. stuff like you don't really think of like yeah. like I don't, I don't even know like how someone even came up with that to even you know implement that I into the music right. too because that's just that's just so unique and just so um unorthodox too yeah as we use this every single fucking day. Why don't we use it in the studio? <laughs> That's right. It must have got, got a hairspray um, endorsement. Like, hey, we got a bunch of these cans around. Let's start using them more. Yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Aquanet. Aquanet. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so for for you guys, so the, um, the Wild Ride EP, for anyone who hasn't checked it out, what can they expect from the EP? Um, high energy, right? We came out with that EP in 2015, right? So we have matured a lot, right? So, you know, we cut that EP when we were 24 years old. We didn't really release it to the public. A lot of our friends and family, they saw it and stuff. But, you know, back in 2015, like even, even 2015, like the internet and internet marketing and advertising wasn't as big as it is now. You know, so it's like, yeah, like we had it on Spotify, but nobody saw it. Right. So we were like, let's just re-release this. We already we have these songs. We want people to listen to them. And you know, I mean, obviously, we have new songs and we're getting ready to get into the studio and, and cut those songs, which I'm super excited for, because like I said, we have matured a lot more. So high energy. um, you know, you're listening, when you listen to that EP, you're listening to kids with a dream, you know, and they're trying to make their dreams come true, but have fun at the same time, you know, so we've got everything in there too. We've got, you know, your party rock, which is like wild ride, right? You've got a, a strong, heavy song like Wicked Love and Troubled Man. And then obviously you've got your power ballad in there, you know, which is Stay. So we're, we're hitting all the fundamentals of the 80s in one EP just to show you what we got and how we can bring it back for you. I, I really like how you explain that because that's, you know, from when I listened to it, I was like, you hit all like the dimensions of 80s glam glam rock glam metal um it was like oh this is pretty cool like you guys have a good base to work with obviously mm -hmm. for being your first release i didn't know it was released it was um originally recorded you know yeah seven years ago yeah yeah so, <laughs> but but uh, it's really cool and i'm glad it's getting more attention now you guys released it and uh, you guys have been playing bigger shows so it's been oh, yeah. everything's been helping you know build up wicked love 
Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, this isn't this isn't just. I I realized this. You know, when when we dropped the EP and it started getting a little bit more attention and more attention and more attention. You know, this isn't. It didn't become like you know because when we first did it, it was like all about us. You know, but I'm starting to see this community. You know, I'm starting to build up and and I'm starting to see all of these people kind of like believe in what we're doing. And it's it's becoming a community and the outreach has just been really awesome. You know, people believe in us. People believe in what we're doing. They're having fun with what we're doing. And, you know, that just makes it 100 percent worth it. Well, for sure. And, and having fun should be the first part. It's what, oh, it's what yeah. making art, making music. That's that should be the number one goal for everybody. I know mm-hmm. it kind of gets tangled up with finances and, you know, everything, all that oh. stuff. But it should be having fun should be the first thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's I mean, it's 80s glam metal, man. It's it's all fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. So. For, for you, as I'm closing out this interview, but a uh, fun question before we start talking about the future plans for Wicked Love. Uh, do you have a favorite song to perform live? Uh, one of my own or somebody else's? Uh, how about both? Okay, so my favorite song to perform live, um, this, this song isn't on the EP, but um, probably uh, our new song, Body Fire. Um, that song is just, we just wrote it, man. It's its so kick-ass. The guitars are amazing, right? The breakdown is just ugh, nasty. Uh, everybody in the band has gotten so much better. <laughs> like, and then uh, somebody else's song. I would have to say Uncle Tom's Cabin by Warrant. That's... I was not I, expecting that. Yeah, that Warrant is another like huge like Janie Lane is another like big time hero of mine. Um, I love Uncle Tom's Cabin. Uh, Down Boys by them was it, it, is an amazing song to perform live. It's so much fun. I like I like positive upbeat songs, man. That's what I'm all about. All right, on man, I can definitely respect that. I definitely look forward to uh, hearing the new song, uh, new songs by Wicked Love as well, because I like to see how you guys have progressed in the last seven years. I I think you guys will be considerably blown away. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm definitely looking forward to it, but that does leave me as I'm wrapping up this interview. So, what are the future plans for Wicked Love for next year, 2023? Coming up very fast. We got less than yeah. a month of uh, 2022. I'll tell you what, man. It has been busy, 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 busy. We um, we're looking we're looking at getting in the studio um, in 20, 2023. <coughs> Excuse me, uh, in February or March, um, we're going to blast out probably ten songs for an album and then release those on a monthly basis throughout the year. Um, get out of, get out of Dodge. It's time to get out of Charleston and, and venture forth and show people what we got in different cities. And I hope you're ready because we're coming. Um, so yeah, saving money, writing music, writing this album and, uh, going on tour. I, I like all of those, and I definitely look forward to rocking out with you guys at some point because I know we, we'll have a lot of fun for sure. Yeah, where are you where are you from, man? Where where are you uh, at? 
South Bend, Indiana. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hook us up. We'll come up, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll see what I can do. Yeah. Uh, so uh, if anyone's interested, uh, where can they find Wicked Love online? So you can go to wickedlovemusic.com. Right, and there will be links for everything to Apple Music, Spotify, our merch. You can come and support us with our merch, get a T-shirt. All that money is going into our coffers to help us pay for everything, uh, mostly the album that's coming out because we got to save our money for that. Right? Um, yeah, everything is on WickedLoveMusic.com. Right on. I will drop a link for the website in the description of this podcast as well. Awesome. I. Thank you so much for stopping by, uh, Danny Dynamite. I had such a great Absolutely. time chatting with you, but uh, I really appreciate it. Yes, thank you so much, Matthew. It's been an absolute pleasure. And stay wicked. That's right. <laughs> I don't know if I can say it any better, but I'm going to close out here for uh, Danny Dynamite of We Love. I'm your host as always, Matthew Thomas. Thank you so much for watching and listening to Super Cool Radio. And remember, stay frosty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>